From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. It's the Tiny House Podcast. And I'm Perry. It's the singing version. Yeah. And I'm MJ. It's the Moulin Rouge version. <laughs> this is Mark. And we've jumped the shark. <laughs> One and done. Anyway. Uh, Les Miserables is at the Keller. It is? Yeah. Oh, wow. I oh. don't really like that movie. Or that, I want to um, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That show. I want to go. It en- I heard it ends... Really negatively. Like everybody's basically dead. <laughs> I think I saw it years ago. I don't remember it too much. I saw a very, very, very hugely popular movie that just released, and that was the same thing. What was that? Infinity War. Mm. Everybody dies in there? Practically. Wow. Not For everybody, infinity. but practically. <laughs> and beyond. So Ooh, there's a play coming up I want to see, but if you're not in Portland, well, just see it. Listeners, wherever you can. It's called Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. I saw this, Pam and I saw this about 30 years ago. It's about Billie Holiday. And when oh. we saw it, they actually had the, the theater set up so you were actually at like lounge tables. Oh, like wow. you're at a bar. Yeah. And the whole thing covers her career in about two hours. She's mainly singing songs, but she proceeds to go on a do- downward spiral mm-hmm. on heroin. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, she's like, da, 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 but by the end, she's like, it's, it's a pretty powerful play. Wow. And it's still circulating that many years later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is playing at the Armory, so this is a wow. eight hundred seat theater. Yeah, I love the Armory. Me too. Oh, I love that place. Me too. You look like you're dressed for the Armory. <clears throat> What's up with the remarks on it? No, I don't. Care. I don't know. No, I, you look great today. How's that? How's, is that better? That's very sweet. Is yeah. that better? You look really great <laughs> yeah. today. I have a meeting with a mentee, and one of the things that we do in this mentorship program is um, present the professional air. So my normal. <laughs> I know exactly. So uh, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm dressed this way. For our listeners, it's it's no markedly. Uh, you look markedly intentional yeah. today. Yeah, it's uh, the type. Some of the people that we mentor don't know how to dress. Right. For business. Okay. And so showing them a more dressy appearance is like is good for yeah. It's good for them. Good. So when's the last time you dressed like that? The Monday before last. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. For, for a similar reason. Mm-hmm. For okay. a similar reason, yeah. I'm, I'm mentoring, an, mentoring another person who is in a very similar situation. Gotcha. Mm. So instead of saying, hey, you look like a bum, fuck, tr- pick your shit up. <laughs> we come in wearing the, what we expect them to wear, and a role modeling. The and, no, and then And then event, if they don't get the subtle yeah. hand, then we, or we become more Oh, that's interesting. It. You have subtle <laughs> do you have to sometimes i mean help guide further because some you know yeah some people yeah some, some people, people need money they don't know how to coordinate right? and yeah they they need assistance sometimes but yeah. and so we start with very basics like white shirt white mm-hmm. tie black tra- black pants to nice. start and then move from there yeah. Yeah. As you may recall, I was a graduated client from Dress for Success. Um, that's right. And so mm-hmm. that's a program that they um, they do similar sort of um, you know mentoring and sort of basic style one on one. This is what you wear to interview. This is what you wear to work. That kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, similar yeah, program. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun to be. That was fun. That was a fun time of my life. 
Yeah. Oh, that was going to be picked up by McNerney. Of course it is. What's that, Rick? What's that <laughs> sound? What is that sound? Rick is my con. My, uh, I'm the captain. He's my con to my Captain Kirk. Uh, Rick <laughs> McNerney! Because <laughs> now I can't eat in the studio anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you normally do. You normally like pack your breakfast. Yeah, I do. Because we're all about being efficient and multitasking. Which is one of the reasons why I'm glad we had only one show to record today, because... It gave me time to eat my oatmeal before coming in. I had all I had it all packed up, and I was thinking I'd have time to make it here and eat it before the show. But then I thought, no, nope, I'm not going to make it. So, mm. so speaking of oatmeal, I have oatmeal on my body because I have poison oak. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Where? <laughs> Just right there. Oh, okay. Little baby spot. That little spot right there. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever had it though? You're lucky. Hail to the no, and thank God. Oh <laughs> my God! I thought I was immune. Unless this is a really bad spider bite, but... It looks like... Let's see. He's got to get the light on here. Who told you it was poison oak? My land host. Oh, because they have it on the property? Yeah. Oh, uh, we have a ton of it in the property. I oh. mean, I'm I'm wading through this shit and weeding it oh, and yeah. wading it and killing it and whatever else. And you've got a cat too, yeah? Yes, or, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and the cat's got to be walking through it. I would it. think so. Yeah. It's just odd that it would. It's just odd that it would be in that one, one place, that one little spot, that one little secret yeah. spot. Yeah. We're not going to tell our listeners. Yeah, you can put your pants on. <laughs> yeah, put your yeah, put your pants back on. I needed a light because it's dark down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what else is going? How's the how's the uh, the uh, tiny house for the Street of Dreams going? Um, super amazing. We got the floor installed yesterday. I'm nice. texting my tile contractor, like multitasking like a bitch this morning. Um, we're doing tile, shower tile today. It's fantastic. Is it really? Super, super fun. Very, very cool. So on top of the build, of course. Um, by the way, we're going to, uh, you'll hear this week on one of the FM stage stations here in Portland. I did an interview for them last week. Um, and nice. so I have a new press agent that is going to start scheduling all the all the people. Well, um, wow. So we're doing TV stuff. We're doing a. I have my own hour-long radio show and on in June, June twenty-third. So yeah, it'll be fun. I talking about the tiny house. Yeah, build. talking about the tiny house build for the Street of Dreams, and it was fun because I went into the KXL radio station mm-hmm. to do the interview with Pat, and uh, she says you're very comfortable in front of the microphone. <laughs> Professional tip. <laughs> Fucker fucking fucks not allowed on radio. <laughs> just, just a tip. Write that down on a little note card. So, in other words, no drinking right, during right, the Because right, right. right. once I get to the street of dreams, I can like literally have all I can drink once I get, you oh, know, once nice. the house is delivered because all the events yep. are all, um, you know, uh, sponsored by wineries and breweries and so oh, forth. So. Yeah. Besides that, I have an announcement to make today. I have a new tiny house. Uh, the smallest, I'm calling it the smallest tiny house rental in the world. Your nice. last one was already pretty freaking uh, small. I know. Did guess you make it over there? Do you want to guess how big this one is? To, make it? to the, to the, to yeah. the yes, yeah. to okay. the perch, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. the perch yeah. is 148. Yeah. The hideout is 114. Wow. This one is 48. Oh, wow. That's not for living in. <laughs> it is. It 
it is. It is. It has a sink and a refrigerator and um, bunk beds, and I'll put a composting toilet and a coffee maker. And the only <sighs> it won't. Yeah, it's yeah. It's called the Tiny Critter Cottage. Tiny Critter, courtesy of Scott's Memorial Home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cremation extra. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Don't flip that switch until you're ready. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So you you've got one that's smaller than the perch, and now you're building another one. No, no, no. This particular one I'm actually buying. I was surfing Craigslist, um, and it is just so freaking adorable. I could not. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. Couldn't pass it up. I couldn't nice. pass it up. It's really, really great price. Really, really well built. Um, all the bells and whistles for 48 square feet, all the bells and whistles, um, I'll be adding an outdoor shower, you know, and some other features like that. But what are the dimensions? um, I know you said 48 square feet, six, six by eight. Yeah. So it's eight feet wide by six feet deep. You walk in the door on the long side. Yeah. You walk in the door on the long side. You have a sink on the left, a ladder on the right. And a bunk bed, the lower bunk bed functions as a couch, and the upper bunk bed is also a bed. And then under the bunk bed, refrigerator, um, composting toilet, like I said. Plus, I'll be adding coffee maker, continental breakfast. I mean, you know me. It'll be decor and adorable and hooks and ladders and, yeah. you know, and, and cubbies and shelves and So it's smaller stuff. than the studio. It's the width yes. of the studio Correct. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much are you going to rent that for, nickel? Uh, <laughs> actually, pretty close. $55. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to launch at $55 because it does. It will include continental breakfast. Oh, wow. Um, Who's going to make the breakfast? Or uh, it's continental. So continental, it's just like a yeah. bowl of granola. Exactly. <laughs> that won't fit in the house. Exactly. <laughs> you have to fight the deer off for it. <laughs> well, I, I guess in that small of a house, you got to have some sort of way to protect people, especially in a bunk bed. you got to make sure in case someone injures themselves that you're well protected. Exactly. I have been actually wondering that myself. (laughs) How do I make sure that when my guests come to stay that I'm properly covered for any accidents that might be happening? Well, just so happens (laughs) that we have someone who can answer that question in the studio. Am I talking too loud? No, you're good. You're actually a little low. Am I a little? Okay. But get up on it. I'm getting up on it. Um, That little soul brother came out. <laughs> um, Fire on all cylinders. Yes, today. we are on all cylinders. We and I'm going to butcher the hell out of this name, and no. it's it's right in front no. of me. I'm still going to butcher. So easy. We have. Um, Do you have the right guest name? No. <laughs> <laughs> we have in the studio today, Miguel Carmona. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> you did really well. You did really well. That was really good. Thank you. So Michael, Michael is with Farmers Insurance, and. Um, Honestly, when I saw the link on the spreadsheet, so we have the spreadsheet listeners that list all the details of the guests that are coming on the show. And when I saw the link, I didn't, I, I, when I saw the word farmers, the commercial went off. Farmers insurance, dun, 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 dun. Have you seen that commercial? Yes. That yes, went yes, off. Yes. But then I thought, this couldn't possibly be an insurance guy. This has got to be a farmer. Like a tiny farmer. Oh. So this is going to be a good conversation. Farmer. No, this but is a insurance guy. Yes. We had so much fun with the last insurance guy He was very fun. It was so unexpected. We got great information. And I have to tell you, out of... I talk to people all the time about their favorite, you know, podcast interview. And that interview has come up more than a few times. Really? Yeah. And so I think we, what we talked about, we're going to try to incorporate some more guests that have some practical, technical yeah. sort of support uh, yeah, yeah. to the tiny house yeah. movement. So it's not 
just that it was entertaining. It was informative. Correct. And I'm kind of selfish, so I bring in people to answer my questions <laughs> that I have floating. <laughs> Question of the day. There's more of that going on than you realize. That's right. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. You're a young man. How, how the hell do you <laughs> know about insurance yeah. as young as you are? He um, looks 12. Yeah. He does look 12. Well, um, man, it started all maybe about six years ago or something. How old are you? I am going to be... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not that Almost. Young. <laughs> you got to add 20 years to that, but I'm going to be uh, 28 next month. Okay. June 13th. Awesome, man. Yeah. So My daughter's birthday. Oh, really? Is yeah. it really? Oh, yeah. that's a great day to have a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and so you got into insurance uh, how long ago? Well, six years ago. Six years ago? Yeah, I was like uh, 22. Wow. Yeah. And why did you choose to get into insurance? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a long story, but basically I was working at a call center at one point. And, Downstairs uh, on the eighth floor? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I had like, I was like a fraud investigation specialist and that was pretty cool. Um, but they kind of got rid of our department. So I kind of got like demoted by default and I was like, oh, whatever, I'm going to get into insurance. So... <laughs> <laughs> it was so just like, was whatever, it, I'm going to get into insurance. Yeah, it well, it wasn't money, quite like that. Was okay. it the money? Was it the, I mean, like, what about it in particular? Like, Because yeah. I would never do that. Right, right, Like, right. I can't imagine I would ever do that. Well, I guess I saw, like, an ad on Craigslist or something. Um, <laughs> Make $1,000 a week. You know, not quite like that. I, <laughs> I honestly was like, well, I'm just going to give it a shot. This is something I have no idea about. Right. Um, I don't even know if I'm good enough for it. And I started actually with Aflac. Aflac. Yeah, I started with that one. Got sick of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of agents actually do too. Yeah, okay. you know, like, but most agents don't stay in insurance after that. They're just like, oh man, you know what? This is not for me. And, uh -huh. and Aflac wasn't for me. It, it, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's a great company, and people, you know, it, it is for some people, but. Basically, I, I, I didn't find any success there. Um, then I wanted to start <clears throat> selling life insurance. Maybe I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got the, the life license. So I might as well try that. That didn't work out for me either. And then I finally um, got into property and casualty. And that's, you know, the auto home stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, found that with uh, an agent in Farmers. I worked for him for eight months and then um, decided to go on my own. So... Was he happy that you went out on your own? Um, I would say no. Yeah, I was talking, it's funny, it's short aside. I was talking with this guy who's a professional photographer and he shoots uh, photos for um, millionaire architects and uh, this guy in Portland who, like Dave Dahl, has that African collection, mm -hmm. African mask collection. Mm -hmm. This guy has like 80% of the artwork that Dave Chihuly has created. Wow. The, the no glass artist. Yeah, way, really? In a gigantic warehouse. And, wow. And, Is that here in Portland? Uh, yeah, here in Portland. Yeah, so mm. I thought, I've mm. heard yeah. rumors about this. Yeah, yeah. and this fo this photographer who shoots <laughs> that work was was under another photographer, mm -hmm. and he this photographer decided that he was going to learn as much as he could till he got really good, and then as he got better, the photographer he was working under fired him because he was getting too good, and he mm. was, the guy who fired him was afraid he was going to become competition. It's like the opening act; you don't want it to be better than the main <laughs> act because yeah. the main act gets pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So is that what happened with you, Michael? Uh, a little bit, uh, more of like, well, I was so until I became an agent. Um, I was working commission only. All of that is commission only. Insurance is basically all commission only. Hmm. And um, it got to a point where I think he, he wanted to start charging me rent. <laughs> so I was like, wait, wait a second. 
I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. So I swear, I think the next day is the day I quit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, the, 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 um, I mean, when he told me, I was just like, no. Was it just the two of you? No, there was actually three of us. Was and, he going to charge rent to the others? Uh, no, not to the other guy because he wasn't a uh, he wasn't a producing agent, so he wasn't a, a salesperson. He mm. was a, a customer service agent. Uh. But he actually trained me. He was a really really good salesperson, one of the best pre- uh, salespersons uh, I've, I've known in my life. But yeah, they both kind of like came like towards me and be like, you know, this is our plan for you. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't really like that plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I'm thinking I'm gonna head out. And, and, so, and yeah. so you started your own shop? Yeah, so it's how it works with farmers. I mean, they help you out for like the first three years. What does that mean? So they will provide like uh, a subsidy, okay. a performance-based subsidy. So the better you, you do, the more you sell, the more money they help you to grow your business, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do that for the first three years. And, you know, I've been doing it for, for uh, five years with my own agency, so last two. Mm, that's two, fascinating. It, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if it's a commission-only business, then you probably are not going to be very incentivized f- at first, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Until you really start building your client base. Right, right. Interesting. Straight yeah. commission's tough. It is. Oh, it is very tough. Yeah. And, I mean, sometimes, I mean, honestly, uh, the way insurance works, it's, it's really nice sometimes when you know what you're doing. You know, you get to uh, quote bigger policies for, well, what we do a lot is business insurance. So you get to quote bigger businesses, you know, you make more commissions. That's always super exciting. You know, you spread out on what you can do. Like, for example, how that's how I got into tiny house insurance is that we were looking for a niche and we saw the opportunity and uh, we jumped on it. When you say we, are you talking, you have a team or you're talking about the guy that we interviewed before? On the show? Um, my, myself, uh, I, I usually say we because it's myself and the agency. Got it. You know, I see the agency as another entity yeah. and I yeah. do have a team on top of that too. So I, I just was like, man, I want to get on this. And plus at the same time, I was actually looking for a tiny house myself. Oh my gosh, really? So, yeah. So I was like, man, this would be super cool. Like. I, I like the idea of the whole tiny house movement. And if I can be the insurance guy for it, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. So, so, so which came first, your interest in tiny houses or the epiphany that they need insurance? Um, my interest in tiny houses. Okay. And why, why did that happen? Well, I thought it was just a really cool concept that, you know, living in such a small area, but yet, I mean, at least at the time, I want to say things have definitely changed now. Uh, affordability. Oh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, me working in insurance and being and doing tiny house insurance for like the last I don't know two three years, I've seen <clears> so <throat> much change in the industry, um, and I was definitely it was more of affordability and it was just super cool on top of that. Did it? Did what were you living in um, at the time that you were having these thoughts? Um, I think I was uh, like in an apartment or something. Yeah, no, I was living with my father at the time. I think. Okay. Yeah, now me and my girlfriend live in a uh, small condo. It's like 750 square feet. Okay, cool. You know, so yeah. not that big anyways, yeah, but yeah. much bigger than a tiny house. But Are you still wanting to live in a tiny house? Um, I'm still open to it. Oh. I'm still open to it. Is your girlfriend open to it? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I don't know. <laughs> now, things are changed a little bit. Yeah, it's uh-huh. her and I, and then we have a puppy too. Oh. So a I very know. rambunctious puppy, oh, unless yeah. he's gotten better. Yeah, no, he's he's great. Yeah. He's he's just well. He's eleven he, months old now. Yeah, he was super young, so he must have been like three, four months old, right? 
at the uh, uh, first at show the, at the event, yeah, Washington show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he was about that. He must have been like at, like around four months. Yeah, something like that. Huh. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Okay, so you're you're probably not going to live in a tiny house. Not right now. <laughs> How does your your girlfriend think about? What does she think about it? Well, she really likes it too. Oh, she does. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't know if she live in a tiny house, but she really likes the concept of mm-hmm. a tiny house because, like, at the shows, you know, when we go to the shows and we see what people have done with the tiny houses, yeah, like they're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Some people are like really, really creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, she complains about that we don't have any storage. There's more storage in a tiny house than what <laughs> we have in our own place. <laughs> and it's really true. I mean, yeah. there's just like so many ways you can just. You know, under the stairs and then like under the couches. furniture, yeah, yeah, under the couches, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, we got an IKEA couch where you can put stuff in and you know, open mm-hmm. it up, put stuff out. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, no, there's it's it's really awesome, huh? Okay, so so you thought about tiny houses as a potential niche market for insurance, and then mm-hmm. what happened? And then, um. Like how how does that process go? Yeah. Do you be yeah. like Google who sells insurance to tiny houses yeah. or do you call your mentor or your providers and say yeah. who's doing this and how do I jump on this tiny right. train? Well, this that's a really good question. <laughs> so so I'm a farmer's agent, but the product is not a farmer's product whatsoever. I know. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> that's where there's a lot of confusion. And um, so we created another entity that's called Mac Insurance, and that's where we run all our tiny house business through. Why did you do that? Because uh, we would get phone calls from people, or actually uh, at shows. You know, we'd advertise Farmers Insurance, the Michael Carmona Agency, and in most places on the internet, we're still known as Michael Carmona Agency. Um, but uh, people were like, "Well, I got a farmer's agent. I'll just I'll just talk to him." And, and then we'd have to be like, "Well, it's not a farmer's product. He oh, won't be able to do it. I see. It's through us only." Yeah. And they're like, "Well, how's that work?" Well, it's not a farmer's product, yeah. and you know we got this deal going on. So people were. I mean, it caused a lot of confusion. And so not just that, but we'd also get calls from other farmers' agents, and they'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know we could offer oh, that." Oh, right. It's like, oh. Yeah, we, we, you we can. can. You can't, but yeah. I can. Yeah, it's like because <laughs> I know people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we're like, you know, this is this is not working out. Uh, we gotta create a different entity and make it independent from the farmer's side. Yeah. So we run everything through Mac Insurance now. That's what, how we're advertising and everything. Do you call yourself the Mac Daddy? <laughs> no, it's, it actually, it's actually my initials. It's actually my initials. Oh, it is? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's actually it's my initial. Cool. It actually came to me in a dream. Oh, no joke. Wow. Really? Yeah, I was dreaming, and it's like Mac Insurance. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Nice yeah, man. Let's not overcomplicate yeah, this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, that sounds fine with me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you can you can see me as the Mac Daddy of the Tiny House <laughs> Insurance if, if you want. Yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you so you found, so let's get back to Michelle's question because I don't think you really answered it. Yeah. So how did how do you go about creating an insurance product mm-hmm. for tiny houses? How did that how does that happen? Yeah. Sure. So going back to that, so we <laughs> actually received an email from. The other guy you guys uh, also had guy, on the show. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Because we work a lot together. Right, of course. Okay, so yeah. we can say his name. I don't remember his name. What's yeah. his okay. name? Is, uh, Martin. Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we got an email from uh, him, and I wanted to just jump on it, you know, so I did. What did his email say? Something about like, hey, we're going to start offering tiny house insurance, something like that. Really, really simple. Why did you get the email? Um, I, he was uh, working, well, the what he does, he has what's called a general agency, 
which is like a wholesale agency. Right. Like, you know, he's right. like a Costco. Right. And okay. I'm like a, the guy that, that sells the Costco stuff retail. I see. You know, so right. he's got a lot of retail agents. A general agency, you, they don't sell directly to customers. Got it. They sell them to retail agencies. Mm-hmm. Correct. To put it simple. Right. Um, so he sent an email to his retail agencies, and I was the one that replied back. And um, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. You know, and you know, I don't quite remember how I got the ball ball rolling on getting my first policy sold and everything like that. I think we did. Uh, I mean, we definitely contacted people in blogs. I remember doing that early. We contacted people that um, had big uh, big blogs. You know, did a lot of posts that were active in social media, and we wanted to let them know, hey, um, we also. Do tiny house insurance, by the way. I know not a lot of people do. It's a fairly new thing. Um, can you feature us on your blog and stuff? And that's how really mm. it kind of got going. Did you get a lot of interest? Yeah, we got a, we got some interest at first. It, you know, it was trickling down. So we would like quote out maybe like five people a month. That's how it started. Is that relative to the amount of quotes you do for other insurance products? No, Is that a no, lot? No, no, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's oh. nothing. I oh, mean, okay. we quote like probably, you know, 100 to 200 people a month and all other products. Oh, okay. So five a month was, yeah, nothing. was nothing. So, and we, and it got, you know, it started moving a little bit. We would maybe sell like five policies a month now. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it was like 10 and, and 15. And then it's just, it's just grown ever since. Huh. And the product has also changed a lot since from when we first started. How's yeah. it changed? Yeah. What's it, what yeah. the difference is? Yeah. So at first, it was what we call an inland marine policy. That means, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it really is. Basically, to explain that really quick, what an inland marine policy is basically a policy that is not on the water; it's on land. But it is the marine policy. No, it's not. That's just basically it's saying it's just not a water policy. It's uh, just not a water it, policy. So, but it has marine in it. it. So, exactly. so therefore, it's on land. land. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, it's on land. Okay. Um, okay. So what it does is just ensures the structure only. As opposed to what? Uh, opposed to like on a regular homeowner's policy, you're insuring the house, you're insuring in the stuff inside the house. Got it. Okay. Um, maybe like a shed or yeah. a smaller structure on Land. the property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Liability. Oh, it would right. not do okay. any of that. Oh, it was really? just the house. Huh. Yeah. So, um, and it was quite expensive. So for a lot of money, you wouldn't get a lot of insurance just for the house. Um. Because I think that, if I recall correctly, because I think it was originally the policies that were being issued were because no one knew what the fuck this was. Yeah, like, exactly. They were like, um, so there was no way for an insurance agent or insurance, um, what do you call them, provider, mm-hmm. um, underwriter, to actually assess the risk. Yeah, it's, right. We don't know what they're worth. We don't know how they're built. We don't know they're going Replacement down the road. Value. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was... A huge factor in the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. And it still is. I mean, that's why there's only like really only, I would say, two or three insurance policies out there Interesting. that will insure a tiny house, um, at least as a tiny house, not as an RV, as a tiny house. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's a lot of underwriters just don't want to touch it. Right. Is it, is it Most in- don't. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. It's mm. very rare. I had mm. to twist my agent's um, arm. I'm not insured with Michael Carmona, but that's only because I had insurance Should before be. I met him. <laughs> I know. It's only because I had insurance before I met him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had to twist my agent's arm, and I'm like, nope, it exists. Go find me a policy. 
Um, it, yeah, because most, hmm. by far, most agents they just look at you sideways. Mm-hmm. Is RV insurance inadequate for tiny house insurance? For sure. Why for is sure. that? Well, an RV is you know he's more, very confident. I, well, he should be. He's selling this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even if he's not, he should be acting like right. it. <laughs> yeah, well, an RV is, you know, it's a recreational vehicle. Right. It's not really meant to be lived in full time. Ah, uh, that's the difference. So the way it's underwritten, you know, on an RV policy, it's meant for an RV. Got it. Uh, the way our tiny house policy is underwritten is meant for a tiny house. What about an RV certified tiny house? Um, our policy, it doesn't really matter to an RV policy. It's still an RV, Regar- regardless of whether it's you know, I mean, it has to be tiny house, uh, I'm sorry, RV certified in order to be insured as an RV in the first place. Yes. So if you have an RV certified tiny house, you could choose to either an RV policy or a tiny house policy? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. But as the, with the RV policy, you'd be adequately covered because it's For certified sure. as an RV. There's just a lot of little holes in it. Like I would say the biggest one, because you put so much money, so much time into it, is uh, the... I guess uh, the actual cash value per- versus replacement cost. Mm. A lot of RV policies will not do replacement cost. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. of factoring in your own time for building it? Well, not just that, but even if you purchased it, um, an RV <coughs> is just like a car. So like a car, when you get in an accident, you're not going to get replacement cost on your car. Those pi- policies, they don't exist. i never seen one. i never heard of one. Mm. RV policy is the exact same thing. It's just going to be what... Whatever it's worth on the market, Kelly yeah. Blue Book or any NADA or yeah. whatever. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So, so they look at a tiny house like that and an RV policy the exact same way. So, what about with tiny house policy? It's replacement cost. It's seen as a house. Mm. It's re- insured closer to like a house. Huge difference. Than it is. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus, the tiny house policy can actually also correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, cover a- other stuff. Yes. Like for instance, all my stuff that I have in storage at the risk of being kicked out of the tiny house movement. Um, <laughs> I have stuff in storage. <laughs> um, and so, as I understand it, that policy also. <clears throat> Excuse me, gives you that additional flexibility. Yeah, I believe there is. It's a certain percentage of the personal property. So, like for example, if you have like ten thousand um, in personal property, I think it insures maybe like I'm, I haven't seen the policy in a while, but I want to say it's like ten percent. Right. Yeah, I think so. That's about so. Right. But yeah, it, it's and that's like a homeowner's policy because a stick built home mm-hmm. they do the exact same thing. I think they insure ten percent outside you don't have of the premise. Ten percent of your shit in storage. Yeah, and ninety percent fitting in your tiny house. That's You're right. Good to go. <laughs> so okay, so 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 in the day back in the day when it was first created, it only right. covered the structure. Yes. Now what is it doing? Now it covers it like a homeowner's policy. It almost looks exactly like a homeowner's policy. Mm-hmm. Because now we'll cover, uh, you know, the house, the stuff inside it. Uh, we'll cover separate structures, you know, including solar solar panels, rain collecting systems, the trailer. You know, uh, the trailer. Well, the trailer is considered part of the tiny house. Okay. Yeah. So, so if someone's walking down the street on the sidewalk and cro- comes into my yard on and on winter day mm. and slips and falls and I get sued. Yeah. Does the insurance cover yes. my house? Okay. So if I run over someone with my tiny house trailer on accident, do I get covered through that insurance? Uh, that is a really good question. That'd be pretty tough to run over somebody. <laughs> I know, but when it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it depends. If it's on hook, like onto a truck or something, you're probably your auto liability will cover you okay, there. Okay, okay. You know, but if it's like 
just rolls down. <laughs> rolls downhill. <laughs> rolls downhill. <laughs> and that or was like you're taking too. it off off the trail, off the hook, and it lands on someone's foot or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a good question. Um, yeah, the homeowner's liability would cover that because the tiny house does have its own liability, right? And um, it also has like you know endorsements for when it's on the move. Oh, so if you want to move, uh, you can. You certainly can. Huh. And if you're concerned for theft. Um, that was we, be we my can, next yeah, one. we can insure it for theft too, huh. and now we can insure it for earthquake. Wow! Yeah, except California, but yeah, pretty much anywhere <laughs> where it's most needed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the underwriters, man. It's not me. I get it. <laughs> so again, early in the tiny house insurance days, there mm-hmm. was I was talking to someone. This is again way back years. Well, all the way back <laughs> right. before he years was born. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that particular agent at that time had, cause I was like, I'm a DIY builder. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, how do I, you know, insure? And so for him, he had said, the only thing that we need in order to insure your tiny house, this is at the time was we need a sign off from a licensed electrician. So even if you do huh. your own electrical, mm-hmm. you have to have a licensed electrician sign off with this license number that says that is the electrical is safe. So that's what I ended up doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't end up buying from him because he wouldn't return my call. But, uh, um, and so there is, there's still, what's amazing to me is still in the tiny house movement today, there is this urban myth that says if you build your own tiny house, you can't insure it. Um, is that true, number one? And number two, does that requirement still exist? If I'm a DIYer, what do I need to do to make sure that my um, tiny house on wheels is insurable? Well, uh, to answer the first part, uh, that is not true. You can insure a self-built tiny house. Hmm. Um, as for how you do it, um, call or is you? there? Yeah, you call me. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. Keep it um, yeah, we have. We our product does cover a self-built tiny house, and even in the Stone Age of tiny house insurance, we were. That's how we were doing. I would say ninety percent of our tiny houses oh, wow. and policies. Yeah, oh. um, like I said, the industry has definitely changed. We would insure just self-built tiny houses. We'd, it would be very rare that we would come across someone who bought a tiny house from a builder. Hmm. And I would say within the last year, year and a half, um, it's the other way around now. Wow. People are the tiny houses uh, we insure. Ninety percent of them are now purchased rather than self-built. Huh. Well, wow. if the backlog for the builders is any indication, oh, um, right, God. And I think I think the other thing too is tiny house financing has gotten better. So, yes. yeah. tiny house financing, therefore, the builders are getting better and busier, and therefore, the people that would never pick up a hammer would, and of course, they're going to want to insure that fifty, sixty, well, yeah. eighty thousand dollar, yeah, you know, investment. So, it is the um, is the can you does your insurance cover the like say I, I plop down eighty thousand dollars have a tiny house built and mm-hmm. it's built <clears throat> but the the builder screwed it up and so it's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Does your insurance cover that or is that a different kind of insurance? That's a different kind of policy. Okay. I mean, to be honest, if a builder is building something and he screwed up, I mean that's on him. That's on him. That's on him. Yeah, your policy won't cover that because in order for us to insure it. Um, it has to be like a existing. It has to be an, a, a tiny house. It has to be a, a standalone structure. It has to be like eighty percent done. 
Well, it, presumably you would know that because you wouldn't know it was a piece of crap unless you. Yeah, exactly. If it's if it's really not anything, and if it's like a, a work in progress, I yeah. mean, it's not insurable, basically. Okay. 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 I- well, what he was talking about is the fact that um, for our listeners to sort of connect a few different conversations we've had in the past. Um, as I said, um, there's a lot more builders jumping on board um, because financing is a lot easier. There are people buying tiny houses from brand new builders yeah. that don't know what they're uh, doing. I see. Yeah. So they're leaking, they're rusting, yeah. they're falling apart, mm. they're you know collecting mold because the ventilation systems were not adequate. So right. the so question so is, so yeah, there's homeowners insurance. Correct. It's, what's oh. it called? The mortgage insurance, I think it is, where the the ins- you have this insurance. Like when I last owned a house, the builder didn't connect the the uh, the uh, drain pipe for my shower to the drain and so right. all the water was leaking into the first floor ceiling <laughs> oh, wow. until it fall fell in but my and my insurance covered that mm. yeah so this would be a little bit different so if the builder were to screw up so you have a finished product yeah. now and he just didn't build it right correct that would go on his insurance uh, okay that would go on his insurance okay because that's his fault and right. yep yeah. right yeah, you would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Worst so, case scenario. Oh, sorry. So do you, oh no. Keep yeah, going. worst case scenario. Sorry. Yeah, worst case scenario. Um <clears throat> I mean your insurance could our insurance could pay out, but then we'd have to seek uh our money back from the builder's insurance. Yeah. And that, even that then, makes sense. There's a lot of builders that are not insured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of them gotta pay out of pocket yeah. for those for those expenses or yeah. to come up. Yeah. Or right. Not. Or yeah, not. Exactly. exactly. We were leveling um I just thought I'd let you know that you came up in my conversations this past weekend. We were leveling the house, um, re leveling my tiny empty nest. We've been having some issues with mm. the door and we were wondering mm. whether or not the house had maybe shifted. And mm-hmm. it had. Mm-hmm. It shifted half an inch. <laughs> Um, so we were re-leveling it. And it was funny because, you know, you jack up the house and the whole thing like, creak, 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 like the higher you go. <laughs> and so my boyfriend is joking about it and he goes, he goes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, oh, that's okay. Cause I just pick up the phone and I'd, you know, call Michael and say, Hey, uh, my Earthquake. house tipped over. Um, <laughs> is that covered? And then they'd say no. And then I'd light it on fire and then they'd call back and say, Hey, is it covered now? Um, is it is it covered if it turns over? Uh, that's a really good question. I know there's a scenario where um, I think I saw this. I forgot where. It was in some sort of blog. Um, these tiny housers were traveling, and I think they were in a curvy road, mm-hmm. and their tiny house like turned over yeah. and fell off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been covered there. Wow. Yeah, it would have been covered there, and I think that's the end of their tiny house journey. Yeah. Um, wow. Because they have insurance. But that would it, our policy so, would have yeah. definitely covered that, so mm. I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, it would have covered that too if it just were to tip over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what do you what what would a tiny houser expect to pay for insurance from you? I will say... And how, how's the amount determined? So the amount determined is pretty fixed. Okay. So it's not like... You know, certain builders are more expensive. Or the bigger your house or the smaller your house. Yeah, it's not based off square footage. Okay. It's just based off the number amount of what it, um, replacement cost, basically. Mm. Okay. So 50000 and 100000 50000 is going to be like exactly half the price as 100000 Got it. Yeah, it's just kind of really linear. Right. Mm. Um, and how much is that? Um, so let's say a $50,000 tiny house. Per and, month. Per month. Yeah, per month. So because we do, it's a yearly policy. I just got to do yeah. the math in my yeah. head. But let's say fifty thousand uh, on the tiny house, maybe ten thousand personal property and liability. Yeah. So no special endorsement. Let's say it's just going right. to be stationary. No travel endorsement. Yeah. No earthquake. Right. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, something like that could be. 
I want to say like 700 to 800 bucks a, a year. year. A, year. Okay. a year. So what is that a month? Mark? Mark? 60 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely more expensive than a regular homeowner's yeah, policy or like an RV policy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you're covering your investment. You know, you're covering basically where you're living, where you're traveling in. There's just so much more to it mm-hmm. than just a house or an RV. By the way, you want to get really expensive. If you really want to buy really expensive tiny house insurance, buy tiny house insurance for a tiny house you're not occupying. Is that more expensive? <laughs> no, it's it's uh, the same rate. It just comes to the dollar amount. We just, on the policy, um, if you ever take a look at our policy, you'll see that it has a use section. So it says primary, secondary, mm-hmm. uh, rental. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And we just select rental, but it does not change the rate. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. What, would it, what would the rate be if you added all the bells and whistles and the endorsements and all that stuff? I would say, so the two, let's three endorsements in total. So we're looking at trip endorsement, yep. um, theft endorsement, and then the earthquake. Earthquake is a flat 100 bucks a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, so the other two, I mean, I would say maybe like two, 250 250 a year. Yeah, adds two to 250 so a year. So like about three, a thousand bucks a year. It could possibly go there. Yeah. I would say a little less than that for a $50,000 tiny house. But it, I mean, it depends on what you want to really add on there. Like if you have solar panels or not, it can get complex. But I would say on average, I would say about $900. So so, so you, that's for a 50,000 house. If for a 100,000 house, it would double then. So you're um, looking at twelve hundred or sorry, two thousand bucks. No, not for that because we just <clears> quoted <throat> one. I think it was the most expensive, our second most expensive we done. What was it? And it was it was nineteen hundred, and it was like maybe one hundred fifty thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. It's for just, replacement cost. Um, yeah, for replacement yeah. cost. Yeah, it's interesting. We, the Street we of Dreams. Oh, sorry. The Street of Dreams build has got me nervous on so many levels that I've never been nervous before. <laughs> it's I an bet. entirely different. It's an entirely different version when you're building yourself a twenty thousand dollar house. The cost on the Street of Dreams house right now is looking like it's going to be about one hundred and forty thousand in cost. Wow! Wow! So I'm so I'm like okay. As long as it's here, this is our insurance. When we're moving it, this is the insurance. Mm. While it's there, this is the insurance. Mm-hmm. Then we have to have event insurance. It's been a crazy wow. Wow. insurance nightmare to to try to figure out how that one mm-hmm. gets covered. Which, by the way, is not by me. That's it needs to be covered by my benefactors. Right, but right, of course. Been an interesting conversation to have with so many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happens if someone breaks into your tiny house? Do you insure that? Is that yeah. theft? Yeah, we can insure the theft of personal property. Um, you know, structural damage due to the theft, we yeah. can also do. I mean, most likely, because every homeowner's policy has a deductible. Right. You know, we have a $500, uh, $1,000 deductible. I think we can even go as high as 2500 But um, So if they break into your, you know, just knock your door open, you know, the damages are probably not going to be over the deductible. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be under oh, over 500 unless you have a really expensive door, right, you know. Right. But your personal property, it, it could. So, for example, I mean, if you have some computers, if you have electronics, uh, something really, really expensive. Uh, someone told me you know, they had a really expensive musical instruments mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that would definitely go over the deductible. And mm. yeah, that can be covered just after the deductible, of course. So you just cover, in most cases, the first $500. We cover everything after that. Okay. What if it's theft of the entire house? Uh, theft of the entire house. <laughs> you, you, we would, if we can't find it, because there is a GPS tracker that is provided... Mm. Oh, as oh. part of the insurance? Yes, as oh, part of the insurance, yeah. Whether you get a trip oh. or theft endorsement, we provide the GPS tracker. Where do you put it? 
in the house, like maybe on the trailer Super or something. Yeah, that's, that's what I was hoping you yeah. was going to say. Know, say you that put it's, on the wheel well. It, yeah, somewhere that, <laughs> yeah, it's not tra- yeah, like under the trailer. Yeah, I like how you do that. Right, just <laughs> right there. Okay. It's dark down there. Okay. Right, yeah. And so if we can't find it, um, uh-huh. we're going to have to pay out for what it's insured for. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them get found though, because social media yes. is like on oh, it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. So, and pe- when people see a tiny house, they're like, "Oh, it's, right." Hey, <laughs> yeah, you don't see those. Hey, every day. Yeah, yeah. can I get a your, tour? Yeah, actually, I just stole this. House. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not going to the chop shop. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> tiny house chop shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new TV That's show. That's a new TV oh, show. Yeah. Chop shop. Hashtag. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What's our new hashtag? <laughs> so, uh, before we wrap up the show, but we told you that would be a fast four to five, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. yeah. So before we wrap up, we want to hear your best tiny house insurance story. Tiny house insurance story. Yeah. So the funkiest tiny house, the funkiest customer, the weirdest accident, the biggest claim. Yeah. I'm okay. giving him two minutes here to think. Yeah. That's why I'm oh, filling man. space here while he's thinking. <laughs> so uh, you don't have to name names. Okay. Of course. Uh, well, you know, we've been very, very lucky that uh, we hadn't had any claims. Huh. We had had some people that had some false alarms, though. Uh, I think one lady was um, <clears throat> just trying to remember. She had some sort of water leak, and I think she just extremely overreacted. Like <laughs> she thought the house was done, <laughs> and she was just finishing up the build. Oh. And so, like she was like, I mean, she was pretty much done. She was just gonna move into it and move the tiny house, and that was pretty much it. And we were still finishing up paperwork on it, and um, she's like, "Oh my God, there was this leak." There's water everywhere, and it wasn't that big of a leak. It was not anything that couldn't be, you right. know, just like dried up. up. Right. Yeah, mopped up. Yeah, maybe mopped up or something. <laughs> let, me, let me go get a, a claim crew out there with a mop for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's an extra service we provide <laughs> for <laughs> overreactive female builders. So, so I, felt I can ho- say that I felt I horrible one. because uh, the underwriter was like, well, we're not going to be able to insure it now. Why? Because oh. we were still processing paperwork. The policy was like not quite yet in it's force. It's not quite done thing. Yeah, wow. it was. It was in the middle of uh, being processed. So, oh no! So money was submitted, application was submitted. Um, it just wasn't done processing. Uh huh. And then like this comes around and um, and I'm just like crap, and I felt so horrible, and she felt like just like the world was just. You know, all falling falling apart for her, um, and she took out the the wood floors to check if there was any damages. Well, there wasn't. Right. Nothing was wrong with the tiny house. Yay! That's yeah. a good end. So we got some. So we got some photos again. Sent them to the underwriting, and they're like, "Well, it looks good." So oh, okay. I guess so, we will insure. Okay, so I guess good. we will insure. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. We had her good, sign good. off that if there was anything related to that incident that we wouldn't pay out. Got right? it. But for the most part, everything was fine. Just. Just maybe needed to be aired out a little bit, mopped up, and everything was good to go. So I, I just got to ask, why is it in that case or any case similar to that, mm-hmm. would an insurance company, is it like pre-existing condition kind of situation? Um, in a way. So basically what insurance companies do to make sure they don't pay out on losses that are already existing, kind of mm-hmm. in a way, because this happens a lot probably in auto insurance uh, where, uh. yeah. So when people are like, well, I, I got a hit and run yeah. or someone dented me up, that dent's already been there. Yeah. Or I got an accident <laughs> and I watch and they were like, they had an earlier accident yeah. in the same area. Yeah. So we just fixed that anyways. Uh-huh. You know, 
because uh, that happens a lot. I bet it does. Yeah, that happens a lot. So, they, so insurance companies just want to be sure that we're not fixing stuff that wasn't already there. That makes sense. So that goes um, back to insurance fraud, right there. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly, yeah, exactly. what it is. That's yeah. the definition exactly. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one more question. Sure. So, at what point do I insure my tiny house? You talked about eighty percent of that's completion. You talked about eighty percent of completion. What does that mean? Um, at what point can I, you know, insure it? Right. Well, it's got to be at least, I guess, a little bit over than just a shell. Okay. So hmm. exterior's got to be done. Okay. Um, it's got to look like it's done on the outside, in, inside-wise. Um, I mean, floor's got to be put in. It's got to be at least, um, how do I put it? I mean, electric, electric, water, all that has to be installed. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, if you got to install appliances and stuff, that's okay. We'll mm-hmm. still insure it. But for the most so part... So what about curtains? I can leave the curtains you out? You can leave the curtains off. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. So decorative stuff doesn't have to be in. Exactly. Or appliances don't have to be in. Correct. Or trim. Or trim. It's just got, yeah, that's exactly right. So it has it's to have just a basic the functionality. Yeah, basic functionality, right. yeah. to put it right. really simple, yes. Mm. Interesting. There are people that move into the tiny houses with basic functionality, yeah. and I don't get that. I don't either. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Glad mm-hmm. we could answer that. Yeah. Michael, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, for me, this was a much more interesting conversation than I thought it was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, and that is my personal goal. Right. I've decided that's my personal goal. Great. To make it good I, for Perry. Exactly. I think like Perry I think Perry comes into every show like yeah. Huh. Um, I'm not sure that this is a subject that I really want to expand upon. Exactly. Call your guy, send him some money, send him some paper, <laughs> done, right? Good. I'm glad we can exceed I, your I came with the same mindset too. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, you know like, I, I sling insurance all day, but you know, I don't know if I want to talk about it all day, too. <laughs> what the hell am I going to say for 45 exactly. minutes exactly. to the same people? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. yeah so. okay. See, but that's but that's what we do for all our listeners, it though, is. right? It's, we take these is. mundane subjects and yep. we make them make funny them as hell. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So there you go, gift. tiny housers. Hope you're laughing your guts out um, and your poop and pee also. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rick. There's, there's no insurance for that. Man. <laughs> uh, tune in next week. We're going to have another great show. And um, anything. Yeah, that's it pretty much, isn't it? That's Thanks, it. Rick McMurney, for doing your we best. We didn't talk about our other sounds. co. Should we let our Should we let our uh, co-host uh, sing us out? Sing us out. I was just proud you went to me for the math question rather than her. <laughs> oh, that's a good. I <laughs> forgot she was even here. I answered quicker yeah, than she that's did. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Alexa, sing us a happy song. Here's a playlist for happy music. Feel good country from Amazon Music. Not that. No. No. Alexa, stop. Oh, I like the song. <laughs> there was bad. whistling. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Those are awesome. I have one in my office. Uh, yeah. What's the one of what's the guy with the hat with the hat? Um the guy Ferris Farrell. Ferris Farrell. Ferris be happy. No, what is it? Okay, never mind. Oh, so you're Will Vinton? Uh, or no, no, no um Farrell. Bobby McFerrin. Oh. No, no, no. The happy no. song? The happy song. Yeah. What's the happy? Is that one? Yes. That one. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. What's a, the name of the artist? Uh, Pharrell. 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 I don't know. Alexa, <laughs> play "Happy" by Pharrell. Happy by Pharrell Williams. Yeah, that's it. Woo-hoo! 
okay we're not dancing in the studio <laughs> we gotta cut this in 15 seconds or we gotta pay royalty <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. hey, All right, at, least, listeners. at least we didn't get that intro shit there so. you go all right, listeners. See ya. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if you remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs>